Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right. I am especially excited to have this episode with you, Mimi, because um, first just learned that we're fellow Canadians. That's a really fun fact initially. Did not know that about you. But I was saying this in sort of the intro is I'm somebody who's a very hesitant meditation person and very hesitant around manifestation, I find it often feels very limited to those who maybe have more opportunity or privilege. So I'm so excited for you to sort of break down the conversation around something like this because you're somebody who is doing living and breathing this every single day and you've developed an app over it. And I'm excited to sort of dive in because as somebody who has hesitancy around this, this is a great time to have this conversation. And so I'm so stoked we're doing this. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for having me on. And this is perfect because I used to be exactly like you, very skeptical and very hesitant because there is a lot in the industry that just seems like too good to be true in a sense when it comes to the word manifestation. And I honestly don't even use that word a lot. My work and my teachings is truly all about to create the life of your dreams. You must first become the kind of person that has it. So it's really more about self-image psychology than just like saying a mantra in your mind and then it popping up out of nowhere. That doesn't work. And that's not how this works, or at least the work that I teach works. It's really about conditioning your mind to become the new self to then experience what you want into your life. And the more that I was doing this in my life, the more that my life completely changed. I've had a 180 in every single area of my life from my self-love, my body image. I had an eating disorder to my relationships to financially was a really big one as well. Um, you know, I went from having $8 in my bank account seven years ago to now owning a company worth tens of millions. And financially, I've really transformed. And alongside that, I think my relationship with myself is probably the top one. Um, and the only way that I've done all of this is honestly through doing this personal development work, this self-image reprogramming work. And when I first started on my journey, I wasn't into meditation. I couldn't stick to it. It was pretty boring for me. So I had to find a different alternative 
to help me like with these visualization practices that I now teach. So that's kind of a background as to, you know, how I changed my life with it. Wow. You immediately took some walls down for me right there because I was just writing about something today around the fact of I always really wanted like a really good intimate relationship with a partner, but I would enter into them and be so guarded. I mean, t-shirts in the bedroom, but like wanting to be touched and held, but having like really self-limiting beliefs around was I still lovable if I were, if I'm fully seen? And I don't think I've ever really made the connection between that sort of like, it's not as, like you said, like beyond manifestation, it's more activation, like making these conscious decisions. You can't really take that next step until you take that. Like you can't really get to where you're going without taking the step that requires you to get there. And that a lot of that is in our own belief systems. A lot of it is like sort of tearing down those walls and making, I mean, decisions that can really impact your overall. I think a lot of times what I find difficult in the conversations around manifesting is you're always hearing somebody at the end of their journey where they like have found that success and it often seems tied towards um, money and and like living a certain type of lifestyle. And I've always felt like there has to be a way for us to activate our lives in regardless of where you are and be able to have opportunity to take steps towards what you maybe dream for yourself and it not always being tied to some of these bigger things that we see online because sometimes it does feel like I, I don't even know how to say it. I just get like a little bit of an ick sometimes when people are talking about stuff and I'm like, but we don't even know where what opportunities you have. Like even for myself, when I talk about going through divorce and get, getting to a place now where I'm in a really great relationship, there's a huge missing piece of that story, which is my parents took me in and I didn't have to pay rent anywhere for an entire year. So I, it's more important to focus on the steps that were taken from there to there, but they are not always equal. They're not always always the same. And so I sort of love that you're sort of coming at it from an approach of it has to be something that works for everybody. And it has to be something that is also working on yourself. And you're right. Everyone starts on a different playing field. Like life's not fair. Every single person has different life experiences and no one, well, not many people start on the same playing field. So yes, but, but that's, that's okay. And that's normal. There are people that started from, from way less than, than we started that have created way more than we did. So mm-hmm. I like to position myself in the way where I'm looking at opportunity and I'm not looking at reasons why I can't. And Ooh. that's something that I like to promote because I used to live in a victim mentality, especially back when I was starting my entrepreneurial journey, nothing was working. I was getting all these rejections. I had so many epic failures. And I thought to myself, well, if my parents came from more money, then maybe I'd have this opportunity. And I got into this victim mode and I was actually in that mode for most of my early life. And then when I started truly diving in to this work of personal development, I realized that I have a choice. I either can continue feeling like a victim Or I could be empowered and believe in myself and acknowledge that maybe, uh, you know, it could have been born into a wealthier family, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to create this life for myself. And 
there's something in our brain, Sarah, and this was the most interesting, like sciencey thing that I learned when I first started this work. There's a system in our brains called the RAS, the reticular activating system. And this is essentially the filtration system in our brains that decides what comes to our conscious mind. So it is a filter and that filter is determined by your beliefs and your thoughts. So we've all heard the example you know, if you are looking to buy like a new red car, you start seeing it everywhere. It's Everyone true. knows this. Like it's you true. literally, and guess what? The car is not being manufactured more. It's just because your RAS is now triggered to see it because it's in your mind. It's in your subconscious. You're thinking about it. So you now see it everywhere. Same thing happens if you're a victim. If you have that core belief that you're a victim, guess what? You're going to start seeing why everywhere. You're going to start seeing proof. You're going to notice it. But if you change that belief in your mind and you start feeling like you are the creator of your life, then you're going to start seeing opportunities. You're going to start seeing reasons why you can, and you're going to start stepping into this new level of yourself. So I had to make a choice. And ever since I made that choice, my life changed. What I find fascinating about this is as you're talking, I'm like, it is so much easier for me to believe my anxiety than to believe positive thoughts. And I and I think a lot of people are stuck there. I know that I struggle a lot with anxiety and it's it it's something I worked, I have like a I have a coach and that's something that she's really been working with me on is instead of thinking that the worst thing is going to happen, what if you believed that the best could? What would happen if you started every single time you have these negative thoughts about everything bad that could happen in your life, you started having follow-up thoughts that were around, what if something really great happens today? And it does not have to be something big or grand like a red car. It can be something as simple as school pickup is going to go so smoothly. Everything's going to be on time today. We are like believing that for ourselves. We're not going to be like, oh my God, it's already, I'm already anxious. It's going to be a disaster getting out the door. I'm already worried about that meeting. I already feel like this is going to be said to me. And instead reversing that into thinking more positively about stuff. And I I think for me, one thing that has been a big, big, big thing that I've worked on in the last, I would say decade of my life is like you said, that sort of victim mentality is jealousy, is watching other people have something that I don't and recognizing that jealousy is not necessarily something that I need to feel guilty and bad for experiencing, but instead looking at it in the lens of, wow, I'm being shown something that I actually really want in life and that I really would love to experience. And then I get to make the decision around what do I want to do with that information? This spotlight has now been shown to me. And what do I want to do with it? Sometimes you got to let it go. Maybe it's like, if it's something around like somebody else's body, that's like a, whoa, that's a, that's a red flag. That's like, that's a jealousy red flag that I'm like, that's not my body. That's not my business. But when it comes to things like somebody writing a book or doing something that I'm like, oh man, like, I've had those opportunities, but I stop myself because I don't believe I can do it. And then I get jealous of watching other people, like you said, activate into doing it because they have the belief that they just can, that you can take the steps forward towards that. And I and I do believe that there is a lot of um, thoughts that we allow to really believe and take hold. And I think this is a big misstep for a lot of these conversations around, you know, activating on more the positive side of things is it's so much easier to believe the negative. What did you really do to sort of work your way around 
those beliefs or that anxiety, that really bad catastrophic thinking that sort of it seems so much more, one, accepted in our society and two, believable for us. So everything you just said there before I answer your question is so honest. And I just want to say thank you because we all experience it. We all experience anxiety. We all experience jealousy. It is normal human emotion. And even me, I'm like in this world, I deal with it every day. Mm -hmm. I I'm definitely deal with it every day, especially running a business. It's very anxiety provoking. And I'm constantly thinking about, you know, what could go wrong? And then I have to bring myself back because it's hard and want to know why it's hard because we're programmed to look for the worst. We're human beings. Yeah, of course we are. We're trying to protect ourselves. But the good news is that you don't need to be perfect to change your life. You don't need to have every single thought be perfect to then finally change. I have changed my life. And Sarah, not one day have I had a perfect day. (laughs) Not one day. Not one day I have always done this imperfectly and I've been able to quite literally 180 every area of my life by not being perfect. So it's Mm. all about how quickly you bounce back into being that that version of you that you want to be. And thoughts, thoughts are just thoughts. They're not real. Any type of thought you can have is just your brain. So you can select which ones you want to think of more. And when you start flooding your brain with these thoughts that you want to now embody, it's just a matter of time until that just becomes a set belief in your mind. So to answer your question, how did I do this? How did I transform my entire program of thinking? And how did I literally become a new person? Uh, My personality completely changed into being more aligned with my authentic self because I started ground zero. I started, I was partying every night. I was doing loads of drugs. I had a terrible self-image. All I thought about all day was what I was going to eat in my next meal. If I was going to binge tonight, if I was going to purge, if I was going to like, you know, I was completely unconnected and I was just a complete shell of a human, to be totally honest with you. So how did I transform from that (laughs) with no money, no health, no happiness, no vigor for life into who I am today? It was consistency and just continuing to reprogram. And so I don't know if you know the story about how I created, um, you know, these unique audios called activations. Um, But it's a really interesting story because back when I was at this really low place, I started reading more and more personal development books. And I started doing the things and my life slowly started changing. So I started to journal. I started to do these vision boards. I started all those things that they tell you to do. And yeah, like I was feeling a little bit better. And when I would do a morning routine, I had a better day and I, and I saw that change, but there was one thing that I couldn't really stick to. And that was meditation. I was pretty bored of it. Like it's not fun to do. I also like didn't really have the time. I always said like my brain works too quickly. I'm overthinking a lot. Like I just can't sit down and think about nothing. It is just like annoying to me. And I was always that person that was like, I can't meditate. So I wanted to figure out a way to be able to visualize without doing traditional meditation because all these books I was reading about neuroplasticity and using mental rehearsal to change your behaviors. Like it was so interesting to me, but it all came down to visualization and reprogramming your mind with these new thoughts and these affirmations. And I just couldn't do it. I was so bored. So intuitively I picked up my phone and anyone can do this. You don't even need to download superhuman to do this. Like it just makes it a bit easier, but I completely think that anyone can do this without my app. So 
what you do, well, what I did is I picked up my phone and I opened up the voice memos app on my iPhone. It's an Apple app. And I just started recording what I wanted my life to look like. And I would say it in present tense, like these affirmations included in this life. And I would describe my dream life. I would describe who my future self was, the best version of Mimi. And I would literally go into detail about how it felt. And that's an important part, how it felt in my body. Because from the research I was doing, it's not just about thinking it, it's about feeling it in your body and like getting this sensation about uh, what it actually is like to live your future now. So what I started to do, Sarah, I was listening to these with my eyes open while I was cooking breakfast, while I was going on the bus to go to work, while I was cleaning my room, while I was doing laundry, I was walking to the gym, whatever it was, I would listen to these audios. I would change them consistently because I got bored of the same one over and over again. And, um, you know, I would just listen to them. And whenever I was walking and listening to it, I would feel it. And I would start to change my physiology uh, or physiology was starting to change. And I started to feel different. So years mm. later, when, you know, I had tried all these different businesses, I had, you know, gained a bit of a following online. I started sharing these audios more like designed for public use, uh, things that everyone wants, you know, to feel happier, to feel more abundant, to have more opportunity, to be in a better relationship, to love yourself, to, you know, get over disordered eating, to, you know, all these different things that people really want. So I was creating these generalized ones. And these were visualizations that you could just listen to and you don't even need to consciously listen. You can just have it playing in the background, kind of like a soundtrack to your life. So I started, you know, working with an audio engineer that would create these motivational playlists, like really powerful music to put behind it. And then I launched it on this subscription platform. This was like four years ago. And I didn't know what to call them because at the time I didn't know the word activation was the word for this type of audio. Yeah. So I just kind of called them like moving meditations. And, but they're not because meditation is to calm your mind, to slow down, to clear your mind. But activations are to invigorate your future self. They are literally to help you step into your future self energy and become a different version of you, you know, improve your life. So there is definitely, you know, me as a person, I respect meditation. It's amazing. But my company, like we're kind of like the anti-meditation app because it's like it doesn't work for a lot of people. Everyone knows that they should, but they don't because it requires you to change a habit. It requires you to carve out 20 minutes out of your morning to sit and meditate. And you don't really feel that different after. But with activations, you teach yourself how to be the future self in everyday moments. So I essentially launched this. It went kind of viral. People became obsessed with it. And now two years in, we're just now talking about doing paid marketing because up to this point, we've grown to tens of thousands of users just from word of mouth. So it's been kind of a crazy ride, but it's obvious that there's a need for this in the world. And I think just you know listening to what I needed back then was a, a, the catalyst <laughs> you yeah. know, to create this. I really, there was one thing you said that I immediately was like, oh shit, because you said, uh, talking about the feeling you would have when you get there, because I'm somebody who lived a life that checked off all the boxes. I got married, I had the kids, then I went on this big weight loss journey, and with each one, checking the boxes didn't come with the feeling of what I feel society 
like sold us all that that would be that when I was a smaller size that I was going to be happier in my body being married would mean that I would feel fully loved and fulfilled that being a parent would mean that I was like had all the purpose in the world that I would I was just seeking something the feeling didn't come with it and I think that's such an important thing because when you notice how you feel when you're going towards things or the goal is what you feel then the the thing isn't necessarily it so you don't land into settling into things or being in a position where you can maybe start resenting your roles in life. I think it could have been a really easy path for me to, I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, everyone knows that, Um, but I, it would have been very easy for me to grow in resentment if I didn't also seek myself outside of that because I am a woman that is a mother. I'm not a mother who just happens to also be a woman. And that was, I really just love that you talked about feeling because I think that's so, so important. And I think that we really have to rephrase a lot of the stuff that we're talking about because, I mean, I I look at people like, um, I just pulled up her account, Ella Halikas, I think that's how you say her last name. She's like the founder of, well, she calls herself the CEO of Confidence, but she called herself Delusional Confidence. And I'll never forget that she talked about being a server and saying out loud to people that one day she was going to be a Sports Illustrated model. And then she became one. She was like, I was delusional. Like, I just had a belief in myself that I was going to like, she, and so now it's like, it's so it's interesting because there that's no different. It's just that when you believe that you can do something, you will take the, like you can say, oh, I would love to be a Sports Illustrated model, but you never apply every year. There's a disconnect, right? So I watch her story and I'm like, she said, I'm going to do this. But then also there's steps involved. Like there's not just the belief system. You're not manifest. They're not going to come knocking on your door. They're not just going to show up and be like, please come on into our magazine. She had to take steps to put herself. I don't even know her full story, but still uh, when I watch her now and she's living this like model life as like a, as a curvy woman, as a plus size woman. And she's really like championed this, like what she calls delusional confidence. I'm like, we need more of that because all it is, is a belief in ourselves a belief that we can do all of these things. And if we believe it, then we might take the steps to actually, like you said again, activate ourselves. But I have to ask the question, how do we make sure that we're not tiptoeing into what we know as toxic positivity, which can be really dangerous and invalidating for people and something that is often seen in the world of things like manifestation. Another reason I kind of get the ick about it is that it it does feel like it's the same way I, I felt about, you know, body confidence space at times where it's like, we're, where does the days go that we don't feel good about ourselves? If we just keep saying like, believe that you're this, like you are beautiful. You Those things might all be true, but our brains don't always connect with that. And we need a place for the other thoughts to go. We need to be validated in the hard days. What is your advice in terms of like making sure that we don't, that we can activate ourselves without tiptoeing into sort of what we know is toxic positivity or sort of like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Maybe I can Google one. Um, no, I get it. And I, and I see it, Sarah. And For me, I don't think I've personally in my life gotten to a place where I've been toxically positive, but from my belief, it's really just about being honest with yourself. Like I don't, I, I'm not like not honest with myself with everything that I want. I am very clear that this, this is something that I can achieve. And I don't really, this is the other thing. Like I don't, 
project onto other people. I'm very in my own space when I want to create a goal. And I, of course, you know, am being the version of myself that can achieve that. But it's quite intimate to me when I journal about what I desire. I'm very honest with myself about the steps it will take to get there. I'm very, it's a very intimate practice for me. So I get it. There are manifestation experts out there that are all like, la-di-da, the world is perfect. And it's like, yeah, or like happiness is just a choice you need to make. When I no, looked it up, that right. was a it's big not. thing is like experiencing yeah. toxic positivity are like signs of it would be experiencing guilt over being sad or angry or hiding your painful emotions, not being honest with yourself. And when you're going through something hard, just reciting to somebody else or to yourself, just positive things back, which leaves no room for grief and sadness, which are, if you've watched the movie Inside Out, essential to happiness. Essential to our happiness is honest emotion all the way around. I think it's it is separate from what you're saying, which is more of a belief system and a like activating what we want, not erasing some of the other emotions we might feel along the way. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I think if everyone listening can just be honest with themselves about how they're feeling and go through it. The only way to get through something is to go through it. Right. And there are very difficult things that happen in life, but at the end of the day where, what your focus is on is what you create more of. That is a core belief and you can acknowledge difficult emotions while also staying positive. And while also telling yourself that I love myself enough, to want to live a great life. And I've noticed that when I keep getting into this deep victim mentality, when I keep looking at the things that are wrong, I'm not as happy. And that's the, you're not going to be as happy if that's your focus. So my belief is be honest with yourself. Also keep things close to your heart, you know, have these very real conversations with yourself. Those are always very important. My journal is one of my therapists. I have another therapist. My journal is one of them. And I talk to myself, really, I I get deep into what is going on and if this actually feels right. Because to your point earlier, Sarah, you were mentioning how you on paper had it all earlier in your life and you weren't actually happy. This is so important to talk about. And I really just want to touch on the feeling aspect of it more because you're right. You know, when I was, you know, in my disordered eating phase and I was at a smaller size, I was not happy at all. And there was constantly that thought of, okay, I'll be happy when a few more pounds. Okay. I'm going to restrict a little bit more. I'm going to cut my calories a little bit more. And I was miserable and thank God, I got out of that way of thinking and thank God I love my body in every season that it's in. And thank God that I will do anything for this beautiful body of mine and I respect it and I love it and how it feels right now to be in a body that I love, even if I look different to how I used to. It was amazing. And I'm so happy. And this is what life is about. So I think the biggest thing is getting clarity on that feeling that frequency inside of you, that energetic emotion inside of you, energy and motion, emotion. What does that feel like for you to be living the happiest life? So for me, the feeling that I experience every day is one that I visualize with my body and my mind back in the day. I feel it every day. It's this like, I don't want to get too woo woo here, but it's like a vibration. It's like a feeling. It's like this energy that I'm embodying. It it, it feels 
like awe, like magic. Like I'm living in a world where like the world is beautiful and I'm looking outside and it's like nature is stunning. I'm so grateful and I easily attract what I would like into my life. Things happen to me now that they didn't back then. And I really think it's because of this energy that I exude. And maybe again, that is a bit far off for some listeners, but this is honestly something I didn't used to believe in, but I've had to start believing in it because it's what my life started becoming when I started doing this. Like synchronicities are insane. And, um, and it's really all come, it comes down to that feeling inside. And it's like, you can feel it inside of your body and around you. It's like your little energetic bubble. Does it feel high vibration or does it feel like self-hatred, like loathing, jealousy, these low vibrational feelings. So it's all about raising your energy and reminding yourself of how your life can look if you focus on your mental health and creating these new thoughts and these new belief patterns and really just like putting yourself first and, and deciding with honesty, how is my life right now? How do I want it to improve? One thing that I really am reflecting on as you're sort of talking as well is just the reality that sometimes manifesting is actually just or just like activating these thoughts is just a reframe. I recently saw a friend of mine did this real where she has the most beautiful house. First of all, she's the most like every time I see it, I'm like, God, that must be so nice. Love that for her. But it's so perfect looking all the time. And then she one day made this reel and uh, it was showing the different parts of her home. And she was like, this home is lived in. And I'm at the stage of life where my kids are like slowly going to start leaving the nest. We don't know. Well, it's a possibility. So it's in it's in my mind, right? And mess is an is a part of our world. I could so easily look around my house and feel like a failure for that it being messy or that it's not tidy enough or that it's chaotic. I could say, you know, I could blame myself for not having a better balance. I could blame myself for not being more organized or, you know, having so much on the go all the time. Or am I selfish for chasing this dream and sort of abandoning the shoes at the front door? And all of a sudden, it was like this shift of my thoughts that went, I'm so lucky that I live in a home with my, these are my children and this is their mess and we're messy because we're here and we're living and we're existing and there's going to be a day where this will devastate me that I don't have this mess surrounding me. And ever since then, I've been like releasing that thought of like, I'm not a failure. I'm actually doing a great job because look at this home. Look how much we live in it and look at the joy that we're experiencing and the life that we're living. Tidy shoes will come later. It's not right now. It's not the chapter we're in because this home is lived in. And it's really like, this is what I think is so powerful about what you're talking about too, is like nothing changed. I didn't manifest a different house. Nothing actually changed in my world at all. My thinking did. And it's actually allowed me to feel more peace at home. Although I love tidying up at the end of the day, I love sort of packing things away and having that moment. But I no longer feel like that is what I have to do in order to enjoy my home. It's sort of like, I don't know, it's just my, I've allowed myself to embrace the fact that I'm actually living my dream. Like I'm living in my dream right now and be damned the shoes because this is exactly what I've always wanted is to have a career, to have a life for myself outside of being a mother and then also having the opportunity to like do life with them and be a parent and be a mother. And guess what? There's a little bit of mess in between. And that is the beautiful sacrifice of that bit in the middle of the fact that like dreams collide sometimes. 
And I just thought that that was something. Yeah, what a beautiful realization. Yeah, yeah, like I just think it's something that a lot of people need to consider when we're talking about, you know, activating our lives a certain way is a lot of it is just in the way that we're thinking and not in a negative way. Like if the shoes drive you nuts, cool. But it also can be really, really beautiful if you can reframe it in in a way that makes you enjoy your life. Because sometimes circumstances can't be changed. Not everything can make it. Like you can't always change everything that's going on. But if we change our mindset around it, it actually might open up more opportunity for our minds to think instead of how we're failing at the shoes at the front door, thinking about how well we're doing to have a life that is this messy and beautiful and maybe opens us up to saying yes to more things instead of feeling guilt because, sorry, we have a mess at home. We can't go to the movies. We can't go to the park right now. We have all of this stuff to do. Uh, it reminds me of a podcast that I heard once with uh, Struggle Struggle Care was on Mel Robbins' podcast. And she said, I uh, didn't sign up to never have laundry. I signed up for us to always have clean clothes. The, I'll never, I'll never unhear that. I will never look at laundry the same way again. It'll never be gone because we are all existing humans that wear our clothes. And it is, I'm not doing a bad job because it's not all clean. I'm doing a good job because enough of it is. We all have clothes to wear and that is doing a great job. That's what we signed up for. And and I think that a lot of what you're saying is is really tied into that. I'd love for you to sort of talk through um, the app now for people who are interested, who are maybe like, okay, the idea of even self-activating myself into positive thinking is like 10 steps down a road I haven't even walked down yet. I haven't looked that direction yet. And they might be more interested in, you know, taking the path that's already been carved. And with the app, talk to me a little bit about what that looks like when somebody downloads it. What is the experience? What are they going to be looking at? And how are they going? What are some really great first steps? That's a great question. And to be honest with you, it's it's really not hard. Like the beautiful thing about activating instead of meditating is that it doesn't require you to change a habit. <laughs> All it requires you to do is just press play in everyday moments. Like I'm either in the mood to listen to an audiobook, I'm either in the mood to listen to a podcast or an activation or music. Like for me, it's just a different category of audio. So this is not something like it is so easy to do and you don't even need to pay full attention to it for the magic to start working because your subconscious mind, it it hears things even when you're not consciously listening. So it's very easy. We have a two week free trial and a money back guarantee. Like we make it very low barrier to entry because we know that this product has already changed tens and tens of thousands of women's lives, especially women are our main demographic. And, um, what you do is you sign up and you can do this short quiz where you tell the app a bit more about why you're using it, how much time you have in a day, and you'll get a catered for you feed and you can make playlists. It's really like more of a music app than anything else. You can create playlists. We have like over 15 different categories of activation. So we have seated activations. If you want to have more of a meditation like experience, we have walking activations. We have cooking, cleaning, pep talks, legs up wall, like workout, running, like our anytime activations you can listen to when you're driving or in the shower. Um, we have loads of different categories. We actually have a motherhood category um, that Dr. Mallory, who is an incredible female 
um, focused doctor. She created, she's also a mother and she did all the motherhood category. So I think you'd love that one, Sarah, as well. So our walking category is one of the most popular though, as well. So I would highly suggest checking out our pep talks, our walking, um, activations and just like listen to it in everyday moments and just try to start making it part of your life. Because if you start to just listen to these activations in everyday moments, you will start to notice a change if you're consistent with it. Um, and we also have getting ready activations. Those are actually my random, but like favorite category these days. I don't have time to sit down and do an activation most mornings. So I'll just play one while I'm getting ready, while I'm doing my hair, doing my skincare. And they're like 10 minutes long and it just helps me think. Um, and then another one that I also really suggest is the writing ones. We have these guided journaling sessions. Our writing activations are amazing if you want to start journaling, but you're one of those people that's like, what do I even journal about? So there's like guided prompts. The music is also very amazing on the app. Our audio engineers are like literally instructed to make these activations make you feel like you're in a movie. <laughs> so they're motivating, they're cinematic. It just really makes you feel like that goosebump feeling of being alive. That's really what I wanted to like inject into all of this content is that feeling of being alive, because I think that's something that we all lack so much, especially being in a world of technology. We're so numb all the time. We're like overdoing technology. We're distracting ourselves. And this is really just about connecting with yourself and feeling like your best self and getting clarity on what you want and just becoming her. So a lot of the content or all of the content is really like to help you feel more alive and there's nothing else that I could ask for. So um, thank you, Sarah, for you know asking. And if anyone wants to try uh, Superhuman, our activations on Superhuman, you can just find us on the App Store. Or if you want to learn more about us, you can also sign up on our website. If you just go to activations.com, you can go to our website and uh, check out everything there. And um, I think we actually have a huge discount going on on the website right now. So go to the website to get the discount. It's not on the app store. Um, if you just go to activations.com, we have like over 60% off yearly uh, memberships. But but yeah, Sarah, thank you so much for, for having me yeah. on. And I'm really excited to have you on my podcast. Today. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that soon. No, I really appreciate this. And I think for everyone listening who's maybe like me, that's a bit of a skeptic. I think we need to forgive ourselves for being skeptics because we're sold our whole life, everything that's wrong with us and everything bad that can happen. It's it is so a part of our psyche and the fact that we have the opportunity to replace some of those negative thoughts with something positive, with something that gives us life. I remember over the holidays, I wanted my big thing for this year. I'm not like a resolution person, but I just wanted to start noticing more around me. I wanted to notice the beauty and I found myself like taking photos of like the snow falling or like how cute little footprints are in, on like in sand or you know on the like wet paw prints and it's just like noticing how beautiful things are instead of just focusing on stuff that could go wrong that is going wrong and also giving because we're already going to do that like I know myself, I already have enough negative thoughts around like all the bad things that can happen. There's a lot of room in there to also have some really great thoughts and some ones that sort of can fill us up with opportunity for gratitude, for joy, and for truly like activating us into making decisions that could put us towards a goal or putting us towards a new mindset. I think that's what I really love about this. And it sort of 
deprogram me from thinking that it was only about, you know, having a house or making millions of dollars and all of that stuff. It's more in gratitude in your feeling and just creating a life that you actually feel happy in. And I think that that's something that we all that we all can get behind is just figuring out what works for us to activate our happiness and our gratitude right here, right now. So thank you because truly a skeptic, but very excited at this because it is something I've been working on. And I think that I didn't realize how connected this all was. So I really appreciate you. Um, And for everyone listening, I'm going to have everything in the show notes for you as well. And uh, yeah, I think this is a really great opportunity for us to sort of touch on what we did a few weeks back, which is just allowing some thoughts to sort of float by us and choosing the ones that we grab onto, like that beautiful written thing that I read a few weeks back. Um, And I really appreciate you, Mimi, because I think that this is so timely for all of us and a lot of the conversations we've been having, especially for me as I've been struggling with anxiety and depression, I think that it is so easy to fall into all the worst thoughts. And I think I'm personally very ready to believe in something more and activate some more positive thinking um, while still giving room for experiences like sadness and grief and frustration and anger and knowing that it doesn't make me a toxic positive person to want to experience gratitude and joy in my life every single day and it for it to be something that can fit into our life whether we're getting ready driving I loved what you said about it it's it can be like a podcast or music it's just like another audio opportunity and I I that felt a little bit more accessible because like you said meditation is sometimes like I do not have 20 minutes to add it to my day like (laughs) this is this isn't working I love that this is just sort of another option of the things that we're already doing, that we're already, you know, uh, pressing play on in our life. So I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, for everyone listening, hopefully we have some good opportunities for some activations this week, some delusional confidence or whatever else that we're sort of looking towards, or just even gratitude in your life. And um, yeah, I appreciate you here and we will see you next week. Great. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.